the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer podcast, brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. Welcome to season two of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. This season, not only will we be hearing from singers, we will also be hearing from professionals providing support services to singers. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I am so excited today. I have with me a wonderful, lovely lady who happens to be a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Frida Lee. She is from Chicago, is the grand dame in Chicago. (laughs) She has toured, she has done everything, and she's a magnificent singer. Frida, how are you? I'm so excited to have you with us. Well, hello, and so good to see you, my God. Yes. It's been a long, long time. Yes, I've been yes. here in California for a year and a half, and then I hadn't seen you for months in Chicago. Right, right. We've done some wonderful shows together in we Chicago. Sure have. Oh, yes. wow. I, yeah, what was that song that we sang, that one that was so I, beautiful? I can tell you, Stardust. Yes. We did Stardust. Yes, we did. Knocked it I, out of the park. Knocked out of the park. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, I think about that quite a lot. I yeah. really do because it was just so enthralling and, and so pretty when your your tone and when I oh it's just it was, it was magnificent. It was, it was magical. A magnificent Truly right. magical. And it just came together in such an organic way. It was right. really we, lovely. Uh, not necessarily a lot of rehearsing. It was no. a natural um, yep. blending yes. of our voices. It was, That's and everybody cool. just looked at us like, how did you do that? And it was just something that just <laughs> happened. That ha- actually happened. Yeah, it really. was fantastic. So well, give us an idea of how you started <laughs> singing. When did you how begin? Yeah. Well, I could say we can go all the way back to my growing up in Philadelphia, being raised in Philadelphia, going to school. Um, I was always interested in singing, but playing the piano was my first, Uh it would be my first instrument, was the first musical endeavor. Okay. So I was going to be the greatest pianist Mm -hmm. in the world, and it was working pretty good. I was doing pretty well. So I became about 15. (laughs) Then I started thinking about, I don't feel like practicing. But I was in the choir. In high school. Okay. 
And I became the pianist for the, some of the compositions oh. that the choir was singing. But I also became the conductor. Oh, my gosh. The student conductor. So this is how I was able to go to school. One of the ways made it easy on my parents because that was an unusual feat at mm -hmm, that time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was singing in the choir. I was singing the second alto part or, and some, sometimes the first alto part. But singing as a, a soloist, uh, I was often asked as a little kid to sing because they heard something. I'm just singing because I loved all of those old movies. I had an aunt who was about 16 years my senior. Mm -hmm. So she was taking me to all the movies, oh, yeah, all the live performances. I even got to see Frank Sinatra when I was a little girl. Wow. Live. Because that's what people did in those days. They mm -hmm. went to the theater to see those outstanding singers mm -hmm. and there were many many musicals in the 40s mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I all the songs that the Andrew sisters would sing I could sing had Bing Crosby been singing I could sing it just all the I just love the music wow. and um, in Philadelphia in some of the parks if you took your children to the zoo or just some of the bigger Fairmount Park there was always a band playing Mm -hmm. So they could always find me. They would say, don't go far. And they turn around, they couldn't find me. Well, they found me right in front of the band, wow. dancing and singing. Uh -huh. oh, so you I was loved always it. interested in it. Yeah. But just the mere fact that I loved what I had heard the others doing, other wow. people singing and what have you. Wow. You have such a fantastic jazz style. That mid-century jazz style that is so... Um, fabulous and unusual to hear today. Uh, did you right. just develop that from yeah. listening to people? Well, that's true. The radio stations I listened to, there was Joe Stafford, Margaret Whiting, um, Helen O'Connor, and, and, and Helen Merrill. There were these singers that I listened to, and I remember their names. Wow. Uh, um, Ella Fitzgerald, mm -hmm. Sarah Vaughn, came, they, they came in. Uh, definitely Ella, mm -hmm. but those other voices, I sing anything, and even the male singers. Wow. I was, whatever, I really loved to hear people sing, and I really loved big band or instrumental music. Wow, that's fantastic. So how long did you play the piano? Did you continue? Did you ever play and sing together? No, it, it was all classical, so I still, after about... 15, after I was 15, I was the, he, once I went to the piano when I was seven and I could pick out the tunes. Mm -hmm. So my mother, they said, well, let's get a piano. I started in, I was, I'm going to be a great pianist. And I really studied hard wow. and I really was really doing very well. And the, uh, how our teacher or my teacher, Letitia, uh, Hirschfeld, how, what she did, she put the better students at the end of the program. Mm -hmm. So when I made it the last person to play, mm -hmm. I knew I, I had done something. Oh, yeah. But, but you know, I, as I said before, I didn't want to practice anymore. Uh, choral music became a, a exciting to me and conducting mm -hmm. and just playing the 
compositions accompanying the choir yeah. was important. Yeah. So I just moved from that, and so Mom said, "Well, you're not going to practice. We, you know, yeah. There's no sense of your cat in any more lessons. But every now and then, I would go to the piano and play some of the um, classical compositions that I had performed. That's fabulous. So you grew up in Philadelphia. Yes, yes, so, that's my hometown. So how did you end up in Chicago? Tell us that story. Um, well, I married Jerome Stevenson, and he was in grad school in 1963. And he was finishing up in, as of June uh, 1963, and he was searching for a place to go to work. Mm -hmm. He was in social work. Mm -hmm. He was in gr group work. Mm -hmm. So um, he went to Ohio. I think he even went to Connecticut. Wow. But a gentleman under which he had done his internship in Chicago, in Philadelphia, had his eye on Jerome. He really, really uh, liked what Jerome was all about when he was in grad school mm -hmm. and asked him to try a Chicago because that's the really the home of social work. Jane oh. Adams. Oh. And it was the Jane Adams Association, right? Okay. And so as a result, that was a, a group of different community centers throughout the Chicago mm -hmm. area, mm -hmm. area called Jane Adams Association. Yeah. Yes. Hall House. Hall House, Hall yes. House mm -hmm. Association. And um, Mr. Cruz was the director. Wow. And he said, come on, Jerry, I, I'm going to hire you. So that's that's how, I how you came to, to Chicago. Chicago. And so never then, been to Chicago, never <laughs> thought about Chicago. Chicago, you know. Wow. And it was the most, wow. The first thing I saw was this lake. I said, wow. And a beautiful <laughs> sailboat. Yeah. I said, I'm sold. You I'm sold. sold. That's right. So did you start singing when you first came to Chicago? No. Um, I, the first thing I did was to apply to the Chicago Board of Education. I'd already mm -hmm. taught a year and a half. Okay. The Chicago Philadelphia Board of Education sent me to school. Okay. Okay. And when I finished college, they put me to work. Mm -hmm. So from the very beginning, I started, I came out of school December 1961. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> December, though, uh, it would have been January or possibly June. I was one of those mid-year students. Mm -hmm. So at any rate, um, he gave me a night school job, evening school. I taught evening school nice. to adults. That was exciting. Yeah. And then he gave me an, another school, a junior high school. Okay. So I taught night school and junior high for a year and a half before moving to Chicago. Okay. I applied Chicago Board of Education. And I told her I wanted an all-girls school oh. because I had gone to an all-girls school. And I, I was really uh, interested in girls' voices and choral music, you yes. know. Yeah. Well, yeah. she gave me an all-girls school, all right. It was a branch of Lucy Flower. It was a vocational high school, but they didn't have um, oh, a choir. Yeah. yeah. So I just had general music classes, but my, choir, my classes became choirs with members of the class. We just formed a choir from all of those different classes That's I had, wonderful. so it became very successful. That's great, and I'm sure the girls loved it. We had a ball. In fact, I've 
I've even seen some of them. Of course, they are just about as old as I am now. Of course, <laughs> it's the most interesting thing because yeah. you're if you're a high school teacher, you're only a few years that's right. older. That's right. Than they like are. a couple of yeah. years older. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That is fabulous. And we thought we were going to leave um, Chicago at some point or another. And Jerry went to Connecticut again, and we almost went somewhere in Connecticut, but he was offered a job with United Way. Nice. So we stayed, stayed in, Chicago. in Chicago. We stayed, and the rest is history. Wow. So, uh, so how did you start singing jazz in Chicago? You were doing okay. it kind of as a secondary job to your teaching. Right. Mm -hmm. I did, wouldn't open up my mouth. The only thing that I ever had done on the side was to commentate fashion shows. Oh. Nobody knew that I was a singer. Oh. Except my student, no one, no one, except a friend. Um, one day, one evening, we went to Museum Shores where the, mm -hmm. a lot of people mm -hmm. had boats and a lot, there were quite a few musicians who had their little boats there. There was a trio, John Young. Um, oh, yeah. The bass player, um, who I always said was my, uh, what do you say, mentor. Okay. And he played with um, Earl Gardner. Mm-hmm. So I said, Eddie, Eddie Calhoun. Mm-hmm. And another, Phil Thomas on drums. Wow. They had a trio playing. So my friend said, you're going to sing for you. I said, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, I, by the way, I had a really fantastic career in college mm -hmm. of singing oh okay i don't know how yes as soon as i went to the main campus i don't know how it got started some some guys were talking to me and next thing i know i was singing all over the campus wow. there was a guy who played his name was don krebs he played the um xylophone and it was every, every time i turned around i even had some all um advertisements free to leave wow. the trio that's uh, fabulous trio, trio with featuring free to leave and i represented the college wow. in a big jazz fest and i was nominated the outstanding vocalist on campus wow. so i really got had a booming career yeah. i always had money in my pockets in college that's fantastic so <laughs> then you just yeah so you just brought that to chicago your your, your reputation well, preceded you it. oh yeah. right i didn't i brought it it, it, it took quite a few years mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. fact 20 years okay 20 years before i actually did anything with it wow from college i started in 1980 wow Again, that yeah. because of my going to that museum shores where yeah. everybody had their little boats. Yeah. And I'm singing that next week, the guys took me to all of these clubs. I had never been to clubs before. Wow. They were all on the west side. Wow. I was singing. By the end of the first two weeks, I had a throat infection. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing your throat out. That's hilarious. You're right, because the doctor. I had never been in places where there was a lot of smoke. Smoke, yeah. And they used to have fabric on the walls. Oh, these were fancy, fancy wow. clubs. Wow. Fancy clubs. And uh, they would have tanks with big Oscar fish floating and, and jazz over there beside. Wow. Well, I'm singing, but I hadn't been exposed to this yeah. before. Yeah. 
and uh, I'll never forget the uh, eyes, ears, and nose, you know, throat person said yes. to me, did I smoke? I said, never in my life did I smoke. <laughs> but that those two weeks yeah. caused me to have my first um, uh, infection. Yeah. And she, I said, what? And I don't even smoke. And I didn't even, I don't have my tonsils either. Yeah. Yeah. They were removed when I was a little kid. Yeah. You know, for, for singers in those days when people were smoking in those clubs, it was like <laughs> you were smoking. You know, you're taking in deep breaths to sing. And you're inhaling all of that smoke. All, all of this stuff. Yeah. Right. You're sure, darling. So you're that's, sure. that's a wonderful thing now that smoking is not allowed inside. So now we don't have to worry about that. I'll as never forget. I was singing in the one down on Rush Street. What was the back room? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. People would, could sit right there at the bandstand. Right. Smoking. And the smoke would just come up. Yep. Horrible. Is horrible, horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is just, that is, is so exciting that you brought it to Chicago and really caught on there. I mean, you are the diva of Chicago. It is, I'm telling you, you and, and your singing style is so just fabulous. It's that old school style that people don't sing today. You know, right, but it's old style. But as it said, I remember somebody was a, a crit critic had made a comment a derivative of i said but most of us are derivative of whatever yeah. we have been exposed that's right and that's right. um whatever you do you're you're it's because you've heard somebody else right you have your own way and your own style right of doing it but had you not heard somebody else you might not have even known about the song right well that's right that's right but, you know, singers today, I mean, they're hearing Ella Fitzgerald and all these people, but you do it in such an authentic way. It is, it is so, you know, other people are, you know, kind of doing it, but you do it in an authentic way that is so refreshing. It is refreshing Well, thank you. But the thing is, is um, I have that young sound, uh, the young sound uh, that Ella had. You, if mm-hmm. you listen to her, there's no, oh, yeah. she has a younger sound yeah, she in does. her voice. Yeah, as I get older, um, I didn't realize how your voice does do some changing. Yes, I'm getting yes, it deeper, does. and mm-hmm. um, there's even more um, vibrato. Yes, you're right. In my voice, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can tell that even with Ella, you know, her young voice was very different than her older voice. Exactly. Both and fabulous, Sarah, <laughs> and Sarah, Sarah as well. Sarah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I heard an early Sarah. Well, there were a couple numbers somebody wanted me to listen to. I said, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then you heard the later, you yeah. know, the latter part of her life, yeah. you know. I said, so totally different. Rich, yeah. But the vibrato yep. was really stronger yeah. than it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, have you had to change keys? I, I have not had to change keys yet, but I do feel some things changing. You know, the, the, right. yeah, okay. the timbre of my voice is different. It's richer. It's fuller than it That's used to be. That's what's going. Yeah. Right. And so uh, what I have d- done lately is change some of the keys. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's a different feel mm-hmm. and a different sound. And a different of, sound. You still have the control. Yeah. But it's, it's because um, I was always doing Funny Valentine in the concert key, C minor. Mm-hmm. 
And I went down a step and mm-hmm. B flat minor. I said, whoa, yes, okay. And maybe all along, maybe Ella and Sarah had been doing it in A flat minor mm-hmm. or uh, B flat minor anyway. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. was, oh, I C minor. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. But C minor, I still, every now and then, I still can do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I really, I'm starting to feel much more comfortable lowering some right. of those keys. Right. And, and it's then so I want to nice. sound differently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it brings a different, uh, just a different timbre to your voice. Exactly. And it's so nice. And it's appropriate as the years go on, it's appropriate to be singing something a little bit lower. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so tell me, what advice would you give to a young singer coming along about the business? I mean, if anybody is business savvy, you certainly are. So what would you say to young singers about how to have a long career? You've had a wonderfully long career. Yes, well, it's been 40, well, 41, 42 years um, as a professionally singing Wonderful. in Chicago. Yeah. But remember, I was a vocal music teacher. I was up and down the scale, especially mm-hmm. with girls. And yeah. then I, by the end of my career, I had male voices. I had mm-hmm. the mixed choirs. Yeah. Uh, take care of yourself. Get a, get plenty of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know your keys so that you don't strain your voice. Yes. The rest, I'm, I'm tired vocally when I'm physically tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My voice often does, does really doesn't get tired. My body is tired. Yes. I'm tired. Yeah. Rest. Mm-hmm. Drink plenty of liquids, water. I do drink a lot of, lots of water and coffee. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, and make sure you know the keys. Mm-hmm. It's experiment with those keys. Yeah. Because what you heard Mariah Carey do doesn't mean that you can do that. <laughs> right. And certainly not consistently. You might do it once. But <laughs> once, yeah. once, once, right, right. Every now and then you say, oh, I did it just like Mariah. Or, um, uh, what was her name? Uh, Ripple. Uh, uh, Minnie Ripperton. Uh, Ripp- Ripp- Ripperton. Ripperton. Right, mm-hmm. right. She was from Chicago. Yes, she was from Chicago. Yeah. In fact, when I first started singing, her I met her brother. Mm-hmm. The places I was singing on the near south side, or or the, really the south side, 75th Street, those different clubs. Mm-hmm. I can't remember some of their na- names, mm-hmm. but those musicians would hang out there. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got to meet wow. uh, some of the musicians. And when uh, I was... You know, the celebrities would come into town. Right. Many times they found themselves going to the clubs. Right. You know? Like the apartment. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. 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 The other place. Some of those places along 75th Street. The other place. That, right. The yeah. other place. On that corner every Sunday night. But the first place I that got me started was a little place. I don't think it's my kitchen <laughs> here. It might be. Just about bigger than that place. <laughs> it was two parts to the bar. One, you would you come come in the bar and people are sitting at the, sitting around. Then you went into this little room and that's where it was jam packed wow. on Sunday. Wow! I thought I was going to Carnegie Hall. <laughs> I couldn't wait. That's fabulous. Because I could, I could, 
um, experiment with all the songs that I knew. And of course, in those days, I was doing the, the musicians would say, oh, this song, Sarah, this song, Ella, this song, Sarah. They were all throwing me with the, those songs. Mm-hmm. It would be packed. Oh. Then there was a man, um, uh, Larry Smith. He had a place on in Hyde Park. Chances are, oh yeah, peanut shells were always on the floor and everything. <laughs> That's great. After I finished at this little place, now remember, I have to go to work the next oh, day. Oh my this goodness! Is <laughs> I get in the car. I was driving then. I would drive to Hyde Park to sing, and you thought you were making a mint. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> It was fantastic, but yeah. the thing is, is that I was, you know, desired and what, you know, they wanted me to come over. I had yeah. done both, ah, but every Sunday, I don't know how many I didn't miss. That's the yeah. funny thing. Every Sunday evening. You were doing what you loved, and the people loved you. You were building your reputation in Chicago. Well, and, and you were building your repertoire. You, yep. I met all of these wonderful musicians. That's wonderful. Oh, it was just, those were the days. All yep. I can say, those were the days. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Frida, what a pleasure it has been to chat with you. I'm telling you, this is just Thank the you. best. You are so... Just such an, an elegant and gracious lady, beautiful singer, beautiful lady. And I thank you so much for chatting with us. Well, Greta, God bless you. And congratulations on this program and this pod, your podcast. Thank you for inviting me. This is uh, wonderful things in this year and a half since COVID-19 yeah. <laughs> uh, have happened to yeah. me. Uh, it's still happening. What I'm... I look around, I said, but I, I'm a senior, and but look, uh, it's like I want to live, and I'm, I'm experiencing so many yes. wonderful things, this wonderful new place the kids got for us. Aww. It's just wonderful, and I did do um, a party two weeks ago oh. for young people. California is interesting as far as the music is concerned. I met two jazz musicians. I met some musicians. They, we gelled when I met them. Guy started playing the keyboard. I started singing. Guy went out and got his bass. We did it. Then I could hire them because I was asked to do a party in Montecito. Those guys came up there. We did it. And these are all young people, basically in their 50s, 40s. They were... I couldn't believe how they were listening and enjoying because you just don't hear this music. They, it was for a birthday party at a holiday party. The birthday boy just said, well, he's the old soul anyway. He (laughs) wanted me to do um, Slow Boat to China, which I did for him. And and, uh, I sure did. Oh, he was the old soul anyway. But the mere fact that they were listening and just said, you made this part. I said, Here I am up here with these young people, and they're having a ball. It was the most thrilling moment, one of the most thrilling moments. I am so happy for you. You deserve all of the thrilling moments. You know, thank you so much. It's so, so wonderful. If we could just get over all the outside elements like this pandemic, that's that's the that would be I think that's one thing 
that I wish. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It seemed like we were turning the corner, and now here we are back again with... I'm back again! Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Will we ever get out of this? Yeah, okay. we will. We will get out of it. We will we get out of it. We're just going to keep it, the good it's, thoughts. It's even, even I, who's very... I'm very optimistic. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not negative about anything. I'm not scared about anything. I just go along and do the, what you're supposed to do mm -hmm. to protect oneself and it's, then I'll hear about something if Chicago right now yeah. is yeah. going through a crisis oh a crisis and the schools are closed it's just uh it's right. unfortunate yeah yeah but it's going to get better. You You're in Florida. What's yeah, going? we're Wait in Florida. Minute. Yeah, but we're, uh -uh. you know, we're pretty much, you know, staying in. We go out for a walk every day and, you know, every, you know, we're just going to wait it out and, and hope that we all get past this, this bad, uh, you know, period of this Omicron variant, you know. Right. Well, whatever, I mean. What's next? <laughs> yeah, what's next? Well, we're going to keep the good thought, not worry about right. what's next other than good things. <laughs> right. Good things and positive things like That's right. you and your show. And thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much, uh, Frida. Love you, love you, love you. Love you madly. Thank you. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berkeley College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.